0: This is the Friday, April 30th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Another week wrapping up. We've got to cover a few things. NBA, a little baseball, and of course, the Kentucky Derby. We'll do it in and out in 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined by Joe Fortenbaugh. And Joe,
1: no couch for you last night. Whole oh, buddy. whole oh, buddy. Kyle Pitts coming in under five and a half. The text thread between you and I was as <laughs> intimate as a text conversation I've had with anybody. Good run through the draft, though. It was nice to have dinner with the crew last night afterwards and talk about it. That was a good run through. I look forward to recapping it on Daily Wager today, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Yeah. Yes,
0: we basically swept the board. At least, you know, all my props hit. Very, uh, very good run there. I was uh, I was definitely, I had like a legit pit in my stomach. Um, <sighs> For going into the pick's pick. And then, obviously, the fifth pick was big and six. So, that that four, five, six, six stretch was just gut-wrenching. But I liked my uh, position all along, and we did well. So, good, yeah, good on us. But let's, let's turn the page. And we got a few plays for
1: today. Uh, I'll let you bat lead off here. What do you got for us? All right. Marquee game of the night in the NBA. It's the Suns and the Jazz. I'm looking at the total here. I was writing it up this morning. It was 220 and a half. It's down to 219. I still like the under. I don't love it as much as I did, but obviously I'm still playing. Um, I'm still playing it. You talked about this earlier in the week when you bet Utah in the – I think it was the first quarter in that game against Sacramento. Talked about how you've been reading the papers. Utah was talking about how disappointing they've been as of late, too much complaining to the officials. It was time to punch back. Those were good notes you had. They go into that Sacramento game. They hang 150-plus on the Kings, who stink defensively. We all know this. But it was a great performance, great performance. This is the top-flight defense, both teams, Suns, Jazz, both top five in defense, both bottom half of the league when it comes to pace. The Jazz have a one-game lead over Phoenix for the one seed, like – Phoenix could be tied for the one seed after tonight. I think this is going to be a playoff game. I think you're going to see great defense, methodical offensive possessions. I think the total's too high. I'm going under 219.5, Jazz Suns for play number one.
0: Yeah, obviously that game just got away from Utah, or excuse me, Sacramento. A 50-point margin or something along those lines it was just ridiculous. Of course, uh, I had the first quarter, which pushed, and then the Jazz boat raced the rest <laughs> of the way. So that was a little bit of an annoyance, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, I'm gonna go to um I'm gonna go to the Memphis Grizzlies game this is a team that's lost a few straight and they uh they have the perfect remedy in town and that's the um Portland tr- excuse me the Orlando magic who's just horrendous it's back-to-back losses for Memphis I should say and just I just think they they just smoke them it's minus 11 and a half minus 12 I just think it's a one-sided game part of me wants to play a little bit on the first quarter too so I'll do that but I just think over four quarters, they're going to smoke them.
1: God, the Grizz are so hard to figure out. Some nights they look so good, and you think to yourself, this team's got something. Then they go on these stretches of terrible basketball. It's a good get-right spot, though. Orlando's been awful. It's the second-worst roster in the league, probably, outside of what OKCity's trotting out on a regular basis. So a good get-right spot. I'll follow that one up with um, Lakers and Kings. So the over in this game, 222.5 is where it was this morning. I'm looking at it right now. It's 222. So it's come down a notch at Caesars William Hill. I'm playing the over here. Sacramento's played 62 games this season. This is their fifth lowest total if it holds. Fifth lowest. So you got to ask yourself, why would that be? Well, a lot of that has to do with the Lakers. First off, their offense 21st in O rating, 23rd in scoring. Those numbers have plummeted dramatically because LeBron James is still out and Anthony Davis missed a big stretch as well as the fact that the Lakers do still play somewhat quality defense, although not not nearly as good, without AD playing 30-plus minutes every night and, again, without James in the lineup. This is the remedy, right? As bad as your offense is, when you get a crack at the Sacramento Kings, who are dead last in points allowed, dead last in defensive rating, dead last in virtually every conceivable defensive metric, you're going to score points. And the Sacramento offense can do the same thing. They're top 11 in both pace and scoring. So I think the Kings are going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain, but it's a good spot for the Lakers to put some points on the board against a team that really struggles to get stops on a consistent basis. So play number two, Lakers-Kings over 222 points.
0: I'm going to the Hawks-Sixers game. First game in the association tonight, 7 Eastern. I'm going to do the team total of Atlanta under 105. We all saw what the Hawks threw out there against the Sixers earlier in the week. It was not pretty. Um, They got... Blown out by, by my math, 44 points. They only mustered 83 points. It was their last game. Same two teams back at it tonight. They shot not, they shot 33% from the field in that game. They were terrible. Yeah, they had no one playing. I mean, obviously, Trey Young's been out. And then other guys got hurt in the game. Um, so Reddish is still out. Hunter's still out. Snell's still out. Bogdanovich is still out. Herter didn't play. He's got an injured shoulder. He might be out for a while, actually. And then now Capella's questionable. Um, this guy, there's a point guard, Brandon Goodwin, who's just been awful, um, in terms of running the offense, he's an okay shooter at times. Um, he's just been just bad. I don't know what else to say. There's just, you know, there's just like a feel for the game. And obviously, um, the NBA is sort of a, an acquired taste that that's why like my little ball just fit right in at 19. It was like so impressive that when you're a point guard, you just have to know, the nuances of the sport Goodwin just doesn't get it. And the offense is stagnant. In addition he's got no one around him, obviously all those guys are banged out. Uh, now Gallo's probably going to play coming off the bench. Chris Dunn will, I mean, come on 105 points against a Philly D with the length may even go first half uh, team total under, because you're going to get them beat. You're going to get the starters. Most of the way For the, in blowout starters play three quarters, typically um, even. So if, even if it's a blowout in the third, those guys are still going to play. You just wonder how motivated. So I, I would maybe chop it up. First half team total, and then under for the uh, full game as well in the team total. Smart. Philly's healthy,
1: and they're chasing down Brooklyn, so there's plenty of motivation for them to do everything they can, at least early in this game, before it could get out of hand. So I like the handicap on that. Let's go to the Diamond. A little bit of fun. Six men out. Uh, It's a first-inning bet. I'm going to go to the Boston – Texas game all right Red Sox Rangers I'm gonna bet yes that there will be a run in the first inning minus 105 so I have the dog here according to the pricing at minus 105 the no I believe it's minus 120 minus 125 Boston lost this game yesterday 4-1 all right the market moved against them all day to no surprise they ended up flaming out in that game 4-1 they scored one damn run against the Rangers and they scored one run the day before against the Grom and the Mets but that was enough to win I think the offense wakes up a little bit here tonight for some good reasons. Number one, both teams have been very good in the first inning this year. They're both top seven in first inning scoring. The Red Sox hit right-handed pitching very, very well, which is what they're going to face tonight. Two righties on the mound. Texas hits right-handed pitching above league average as well. For the Red Sox is Nathan Eovaldi. He's got a career 508 ERA in the first inning. So he struggles in the first inning. He's going against a team that does well in the first inning, and that also hits right-handed pitching very well. Similar situation. Red Sox do well in the first inning. They're going against the pitcher in Ariara, who's uh, got a 4.03 ERA this season as well. So neither guy's been lights out. Both teams succeed in this spot. It's only minus 105, so I'll take the chance. Yes, that there's a run. Rangers-Red Sox first inning.
0: You gave me a winner the other day in the first inning with the Braves and Cubs, so uh, let's stay hot on that front. Yeah. Um, Let's go to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, Um, look, we all need a horse. No one wants the favorite. That's no fun. I'm going to go to the nine horse, Hot Rod Charlie. And it's one I've been researching a little bit. I mean, look, they got trainer Doug O'Neill here. He's already trained two derby winners in the past decade. And there's similarities that many are comparing Hot Rod Charlie to one of those derby winners, which was I'll have another from a few years ago. Kind of like a late bloomer, if you will. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie needed four starts as a two-year-old to break his maiden. Then sort of found its groove, a second and a third place, then won the Louisiana Derby. There's a lot to like here, and you're getting some decent odds in the neighborhood of eight to one. So at least maybe throw it in an exacto with the favorite, if you like the favorite, or just play it across the board. Hot Rod Charlie, if you need a rooting
1: interest, there you go. I like it. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I like the connections. You mentioned Doug O'Neill. I like the way they paced the horse out. He was established as a two-year-old which is a lot of times a very good sign heading into the Derby. That third place finish at Santa Anita was in January, took two months off, won the Louisiana Derby in March, and now comes in nice and rested. Good, po- good position as well. So everything around Hot Rod Charlie is nice, including the price. He's trending in the right direction. If you want a long shot, Sainthood at 50-1, to 1, five horse. Bear doesn't like it, so it's obviously something you have to be very careful because Bear has been red hot with his draft props but I got the tip. Everyone always has someone this time of year that can give them a tip. No, it's not the guy who gave us the tip at Churchill Downs last Saturday that was a loser. That one's on me. I gave that to you, Stanford, Stephen, the bear. <laughs> Terrible horse. That horse goes off as the favorite in a six-horse race and finishes fourth out of six. Terrible bet. This is a different individual with the tip. Hood at 50 to one if you want to get nuts.
0: Okay, let's get nuts. All right, man. A lot of fun as always, Joe. I'll see you later. Again, a reminder to our viewers, for eastern today we have a special saturday edition this week noon eastern getting everyone ready for the derby and also nice uh, espn double header i believe of hoops as well so a six-day work week for us but on the podcast here we'll see you back here on monday